Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Network Podcast. I'm Gabriel Sedlak, and I have a lot to share with you here today. So let's get right to it. Hey, everybody. It is Gabriel Sedlak. Thank you again so much for tuning in to the podcast. This is Season 2, and as I like to say in every one of these, where I am. Well, actually, you, you might find this funny, and I hope it's an encouragement to you, actually. Um, so I, I get home, and I'm up in my studio, and we're gonna, I'm going to cut this podcast. And um, anyway, uh, the kids are doing homeschool. The dogs are barking. There's noise. There's echo. There's, uh, they're building a huge section over here by our neighborhood where they have uh, uh, big, uh, giant dump trucks coming in and out. And the, just the, the noise in that room was too much. So I said, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm going to go downstairs, go get in the driveway, sit in our brand new minivan. I don't know if you guys are minivan people. We have other vehicles, but I, man, I love minivans. And we um, bought this 2022 Honda Odyssey Elite. And um, I think it brings back memories because uh, uh, when, when Holly and I first started and we got our first new vehicle, our first new vehicle was a 2005 um Oh gosh, what was it? Uh, Honda Element in beige, and then we got a 2009 minivan, and those were the vehicles that we were bringing the babies home in. And um, so, anyway, whenever I get into a Honda, I always—it's a smell of the way they make the vehicle that just gets me. And I think it may be my little comfort spot. Um, for years, when I was doing the national calls um, for uh, the company that I'm a part of uh, in the direct sales channel. I would run outside on Sunday nights, this went on for years, and I would go get in our Lexus. Thank goodness it was a nice quiet one. We had a whole bunch of LX570s, if you guys know the vehicle, and so they're super sound, soundproof. And I would sit out in the driveway and do those calls and then uh, run inside. And every Sunday, people would see me in that driveway doing these calls. So anyway, I am in my driveway cutting this podcast today. And I, and I, I want to encourage you because... Whatever's in your mouth and whatever you have to say, just say it, regardless of the environment. Now, it was a little too noisy for me upstairs, and I wanted to start off uh, season two with something specific. And that is, if you are waiting to be motivated, you're just not going to do anything. Bottom line, you're not going to do it. You have to act before you, you um, feel motivated. Now, I've talked about this in videos. I've done very big trainings on this, uh, whole sessions on it. Um, people have asked me to train their teams or uh, in, in various industries. And the key is, you know, everybody's looking for the latest book or even this podcast. Uh, I, I just can't get motivated. I just can't motivate my team. I just can't motivate, motivate myself. I need to get motivated before I work out. I need to get motivated before I change my diet. I need to get motivated and so they're looking for this external thing to come in and hit them. Now, there are a few people that are affected by that, and it strikes a nerve. But I honestly would say it has to do with you being prepared in a sense of resoluteness. Otherwise, motivation comes. You go to bed, you wake up, and the motivation's gone. Now you've got to go get motivated all over again. Um, the buzz wears off, if you will. And so we find ourselves using that as an excuse. And 
I hope you appreciate that because I spent a lot of time over the years trying to motivate myself with material, content, reading, videos, trainings. And, you know, you'd have that moment, you'd get that buzz. But I'm telling you what, unless it comes from the inside of you from a resoluteness, you are just not going to see the action that is necessary in order for you to do what it takes to change the circumstances. When you start to see that change, motivation rises up in you. You have to start off with a decision. That's a big one. If you act first, the motivation comes. If you wait for the motivation, the actions rarely come. And, you know, I like to give you guys little nuggets, uh, kind of secrets to how I operate. Uh, it's changed my life. I've gone down every possible rabbit trail, um, trying to pick myself up, you know, from my bootstraps and, and pick myself up out of the, out of the mire and the mental uh, murkiness that all too often captures us and we don't even realize we're captured. We just, we find ourselves looking up and go, hold on a minute. We've just wasted a week, a month, an hour, moments. We've gone down these little mental trails where imagery and memories are running through us. We think thoughts long enough until we get, start to feel the emotion. Then the emotion, if it's negative, we feel paralyzed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I have to say on this first season two podcast, you've got to act first and then the motivation comes uh, I guess perfect example as of late, one thing I have hated, I don't know why I hated it, I, I can't put my finger on it, but I have never really liked working out, okay? Especially, especially when somebody tells me or is trying to get me to do it, or if I'm in front of a trainer or, you know, you decide to join the gym membership and then suddenly you sign up for their classes and there's this person in front of you. I cannot stand it. Can't stand it. Even my wife, you know, she's, she's very, very fitness oriented. And she used, that used to be her life uh, years ago. And, and then, you know, we did marriage and kids a little bit, and, but it's always been there. And, and she's back at it full force. And she just has a mindset where she will do something regardless if she feels motivated or not. If she doesn't like where she is physically, if she doesn't like where she is mentally, none of that is allowed to take, uh, be a, a voting agent. She does the actions and then the motivation comes. And, you know, I learned a lot from her. She's, she's incredibly inspiring that way. And so when it comes to working out, I had a, a recent situation where there was a gentleman that I had a, a very strong word of encouragement for, for he and his wife. And um, in this encouragement to just take the reins and begin to get fit, um, don't try to motivate your wife, don't try to, you know, get her on board, don't try to do any of that, just do it and say, come on, babe. And not even really come on, babe, but it's more of like an action, just Start doing it. Bring her alongside. Don't try to say, well, I encourage you, babe. You know, I love you just the way you are. You know, you're, you're beautiful to me. Those are all true, but she doesn't feel that because she knows that she's not in her ideal place physically. And so rather than at a distance being a motivator, 
right? I said, hey, man, go to the local sporting goods store, grab a bunch of stuff, bring it home, and just smile. And just every day start doing it. You know you love doing it anyway. And just being that person that would begin to set the, the temperature of the environment will naturally encourage her to partner with you rather than you just say, hey, I'm behind you and you're working out. Just start doing it with her. Don't use words, use actions. Well, anyway, as I was, it was a lot more profound than that, I promise. It was one of those God moments, if uh, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And um, so, but as I was saying the words, I felt actually a heavy weightiness on me. Let me get a sip of a drink here. Hang on. I felt a weightiness on me because I knew if I was going to say these words, I'm going to have to do what I'm saying in my own life. And I, I just made a decision. It's not because I'll be 50 in August. It's not because of a midlife crisis. I mean, yes, I've had the cool cars and, you know, in your late 40s and, you, you know, you, people have all these formulas, they assume, right? No, it's, it was none of that. It was, I just wanted to create an environment where my children were, you know, if you have one furnace in the house, let's say you live in a log cabin, and you have one furnace or one wood stove in the far corner, well, the opposite corner is going to get cold. So everybody huddles around the furnace. But if you have two furnaces in each corner, then the house has a kind of a balanced radiant heat, right? And I thought, you know what? My wife is so amazing at what she does. But I know one of her dreams or one of her desires is that we would be fitness partners. Well, for whatever reason, I've just had a real hard time doing that. Not because I don't adore spending every single second with her. That's not the point. It's not it at all. It's just when it comes to fitness, you know, hey, you want to go work out with me? Uh, and I would find myself not being able to answer the question. Hey, what do you think about if we join a gym? And I wouldn't be able to answer the question. Or, hey, I'm going to go out, uh, I'm going to go upstairs and, uh, and cycle for a while. You want to come up? And, and I would just find myself going numb. Not once, not twice, probably hundreds, if not thousands of times. It's sad. Sad, I know. It's sad, right? We all have our thing or things. And um, so I would find myself just kind of going neutral. What is it about fitness that drove me crazy? Well, I, I'll give you a backstory. So, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these podcasts, I'm talking about home-based businesses, uh, those of you in network marketing. I've been in that industry for a while well, not a while, 30, 30 plus years, uh, with some breaks in between, but over, over 30 years. Um, entrepreneurialism, my wife and I do several things. You know, we are just very entrepreneurial and we like to speak to people that work for themselves or, um, you know, have organizations and they slash work for themselves. But on something like this, you just, you, you can't remove your personal growth from your external growth. There is a lot of people that are trying to build, okay, perfect example, their home-based business. And you know what? If they would wake up every morning and get on a fitness program, don't get around people. You don't have to. There's a million apps out there. And just do something 
because of resoluteness, suddenly those, they say do the hard thing at, at first and then everything else is easy. For me, the hardest thing in my life, I can, I can tell you this right now, the hardest thing that has been a stumbling block for whatever reason has been um, the engagement of working out consistently. I would do it or push myself too hard or join a, I don't know, one of those CrossFit things and then you know push myself too hard and want to throw up and never want to go back. No, no, no. I'm talking a little bit gradually every single day. And I knew it was almost because those of there's some of you out there that can identify. It's like, what's the one thing that you constantly fight against that you know you need to do? That is always there. Remember, you are spirit, you are soul, and you are body. Your, you, your spirit lives in a body, and your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. You can't take the body away. If you do, you're not here anymore. You can't take the spirit away. If you do that, the body ceases to exist. You can't take the soul, the mind, will, and the emotions away. If that happens, you're almost comatose, if not completely. You can't remove the brain. You can't. You're three parts. And what you find is you are supposed to master your soul and you are supposed to master your body. All the want to in the world doesn't change it. You live in a body. Your body is subject. You guys know what I'm talking about. Have you ever just sat there and you are aware of the fact that you're inside of yourself looking out of your eyes and you're self-aware looking at your hands, but you know your consciousness and who you are is on the inside and your body is simply a physical vessel? My kids say that to me. Dad, it's the weirdest thing. I was sitting here and Suddenly, I was just aware of myself. I'm looking out of my eyes going, wow, I'm, I am in a body and, and my body moves because I'm willing it to. And, and, every, and, and then you look at somebody else and you, and you go, wait a minute, they have the same self-awareness as I do. It's the way God designed it. And so, anyway, long and the short of it, my, the, the physical fitness part of my life has always been a real struggle. No health problems, you know, I've always done, done great, et cetera, et cetera. But for whatever reason, maybe I didn't like the, the feelings that I felt. Maybe I thought that it was useless. Maybe I thought there was something dumb about it. Maybe I thought it was not, um, (laughs) you know, you know, you can't put your finger on this stuff sometimes. So anyway, I tell this guy this thing. My wife has been amazing. You know, she's always working in overtime. I mean, you wouldn't believe the programs and the food and the, the amazing things she puts before us. So anyway, you're, oh, sorry. I, so I, I forgot to talk about this. So I go, I, years ago, um, the direct sales company that, that uh, we've been a part of for 14 years, um, a lot of, we were super, super instrumental in getting it started, meaning as field leaders, microphone in hand, setting the charge. And honestly, the company grew because of what a few of us did. Period. That is in history and it is what it is. It's a huge responsibility to wait. Well, you find yourself um, in this position of trying to motivate everybody, motivate your team, um, carry the weight of, of the vision casting for a company, etc. Well, 
corporate did some crazy things. Leaders did crazy things. I did crazy. Everybody, you know, because you take everything so personal because everybody's hopes and dreams. You're trying to build your business. You're starting to see all of these financial victories. And there were some really strange things that happened at a corporate level as they were changing through um, corporate employees. And there were some leaders in the company that, so let me just put it this way, ego, pride, (laughs) and um, ambition, both from a corporate level and from a field level, when they get together and have a baby, it's very destructive. So you know, who gets the glory? Who said what? Who was first? How much money is this one making? What did corp- Why did corporate make that decision? We worked so hard. This one took the credit for our efforts. All of that childish stuff that unfortunately, um, you know, you think you're, you're over it, but when you invest your, your entire being into something for years, and yet you have these periods of time where these injustices are done. Well, anyway, I took it very, very personally. I got super sick super sick, and I broke out in sores everywhere. My entire body broke out in sores. My ears uh, swelled up like um, like grapes, uh, the, the ends of my earlobes. Um, I would have, my skin would crack, everywhere would crack and split. Um, I would soak in um, oatmeal baths, and, and I would put Epsom salts, and I would put salves, and I would wrap my arms, and my, because of nerves and stress, I allowed something. Yes, it was wrong. Yes, it was wrong. No, it should not have happened. But it happened. So I had to come to grips with the fact that I, it was how I allowed it to affect me more so than the injustice. Because as bad as, as these things all were, I wasn't able to change any of it. Wanted to, but nobody was going to change it. Corporate wasn't going to change it. The leadership wasn't going to change it. I couldn't change it. And so I just allowed it to get real personal. I let it to get so personal that I ended up hating the company I worked for. Think about that. You invest yourself into something completely. I can, I'm talking to people that are, that, are, that are growing a church or they're growing a business or they're growing a direct sales opportunity or they're they work for a company or they're a school teacher or you name it, this stuff works. So you are invested, you pour your life soul and you put everything you have into it literally for years. Things happen that are wrong. I took it personal. I got super sick. Then I hated the company. Didn't want to talk about it. Didn't want to hear anybody's names. Couldn't even get on a phone call. Couldn't. This went on for a year and a half. Couldn't even listen to anybody talk. I was so angry. Well, I allowed that to internalize and get super sick. So anyway, uh, my wife didn't know what to do. The kids were kind of shell-shocked watching their father sit there and shake. Uh, my skin never stopped hurting. Don't I, Craziest thing in my life. And splitting and cracking and bleeding and just would, nothing would heal. And uh, you'd never know it now. I mean, it, it, the skin's perfect, but it was so painful. I felt like people were poking with needles constantly. And um, so... Well, one thing I did is I watched a video called Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. It was a Netflix film with Joe Cross, right? So I watched Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, sitting there shaking on the couch. I was living in Alpharetta at the time in Atlanta. If anybody of you know the the northern suburb of Atlanta, Alpharetta, it's a remarkable place. Sitting there and 
watched this video on Netflix and it hit, it hit me so hard to watch this man who had everything. He had all the money and yet he didn't have his health. And so I said, you know what? That's me to some degree. I have plenty, but yet my health is a disaster right now. And I know better than this. What have I done? So I started juicing. I bought a Breville juicer. I uh, literally did exactly what he did in the Fat Sick Nearly Dead. And if you've, ever, if you've never seen it, it will change your life. It was so great. He went, I think, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, you know, several months, he juiced, traveled America, traveled abroad, and interviewed people as he continued to juice until he got leaner and leaner, healthier and healthier, and his ailments that were pretty profound and advanced uh, went away or subsided to a degree that they were almost not measurable. And so I started doing it. It changed my life. All of the breakouts went away. My, um, even my emotions, even, even my mental state, how I thought I was very even-tempered, things didn't bother me. I didn't realize I was basically just a hormone mess and a sugar mess and a blood sugar mess. And that movie changed my life. Well, the changes of that were so radical that it brought me back and I was able to think straight and then I got over it, my skin healed. And I said, you know what? I was, I was, an, I was a moron. This stuff is terrible, but things happen to good people all the time. I shouldn't have let it bother me. I did. It affected me negatively. I will not do this again. And that was years ago, right? That was 2010, 2011, uh, 09, 10, and 11, like right, right in the middle of all that. And so I've always thought, wow, those radical changes of fitness, look what they did. I felt so bad that I, I had to do something when I heard this guy share his story. Again, Fat Sick Nearly Dead, amazing, amazing um, Netflix film. I think it was Netflix. And now fast forward, here we are, 2021, and I'm telling this guy, hey, here's the way you can change your family's life. Since then, I've trained on this stuff for, you know, forever. And yet here I come again, finding myself in the same place. Not in a physical, any physical challenges, but here I find myself with, what's the one thing that I constantly give excuse for? Well, that's um, exercise and a fitness program. Well, I started doing it, guys. I didn't, I used to walk up the stairs into our gym. I mean, we had all the equipment, guys. The Peloton Tread Plus, the big one. We had the Peloton bikes, every piece of equipment in the world. Trampolines. I mean, you name it. We got everything. And I just walked by and say, boy, don't I have a nice workout room? But I never used it. I'd go up the stairs. My legs would get heavy. I'd be exhausted. I'm like, ah, because you put yourself in a mental state where you just don't do it. Anyway, I just want to say I've been doing it for a few weeks now, and it is shocking, <laughs> the changes to me physically, but also I'm finding it's a, an immediate carryover into so many other areas in my life. Business is actually easy. Why? Because I've made going in there and buffering my body and working out 
even when I didn't want to, I did the actions until now I actually want to. I didn't have to, I don't have to get motivated anymore. I, the day prior, say, okay, I wonder what my workout is for tomorrow. Okay, great. Yeah, here it is. I go, I have my pre-workout stuff. I do my workout. I come down. I rest a few minutes. I have my post-workout stuff. Shower, get ready. And the day is easily tackled. I say all this to say, many of you want change desperately in your businesses. I'm not going to tell you 10 ways to motivate your team, 10 different books to read, even though I wrote a great one called Cut It Out, Getting Your Head Straight at Network Marketing, specifically to that industry, by the way. Yeah, shameless plug there. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you that many of you need to get up, get on your... How many of you have bicycles in your garage you never use, equipment you never use? How many of you use your treadmill as a clothing rack? Get up. Work out. Change your eating. Whether you feel like it or not, move. Jog for one solid minute, then walk. Then a couple minutes later, jog for another minute, then walk. Do that. Buy some sneakers. Put on some workout clothes. You're going to hate tying your sneakers. You're going to hate putting on your shorts. You're going to hate walking outside. You're going to hate sweating. You're going to hate doing all of it. And then suddenly you go, you know what? I have to do it. I feel alive. And I promise you, you... When your body is neurochemically and uh, uh, breathing deeply and it is getting healthier with diet and exercise and a program and you're doing the hard things first in your day, I promise the other stuff is easy. Motivating your teams is a byproduct because you were able to motivate you through action. And by the way, you're going to get a whole lot of uh, uh, people, you're going to do more to help people get motivated by your actions than you ever will by your words. So, moral of the story is I ate the crow pie. I decided not by my wife's begging or any, man, you really should at this point in your life. I said, I need to be a better example to my kids. This is the one thing that I've constantly fought against. I know it would make my wife happy. I should do it. I need to do it. And man, I don't want to. I'm going to do it. And now I cannot actually wait to do it. And with the changes I've already seen, and I'll keep you guys posted, I just, it's really, it's really unfortunate that I allowed something so easy to do, and I mean that, working out, making diet choices, moving your body is actually easy. It's so easy. You know what's hard is the mental games. You know what's hard is the lethargy. You know what's hard is the beating yourself up. You know what's hard is the woulda, shoulda, couldas. You know what's hard is sitting on the couch until you're tired, until you get a snack. And I, look, I'm, I'm very active, but I, I just never tackled this. And the crazy thing is because I've decided to tackle this, everything else is a bit of a cakewalk comparatively. I think everything's easier. What is it about pushing yourself to the limits in a physical exercise program that shifts you over where everything else in life seems to come into a line. Now my children, craziest things. Now the boys are wanting to do it. <laughs> and I didn't have to ask them. And my wife just glows and beams and smiles. She gives me a big hug and she goes, man, honey, I, this is crazy. You can, this is serious. Look what's already happened. 
And see, some the one thing about about working out and getting fit or getting stronger is you can't buy it, and nobody can give it to you. Isn't that interesting? Nobody can take it from you. You can't buy it, and nobody can give it to you. So, season two, first podcast of season two, I want you to act first with resoluteness of mind. Remember, God has given you a mind and a human being's choice. The choice of man is the most powerful force in the universe. That choice, I mean, think about it, folks. God even gives us the choice to accept him or not. We, we have been given this incredible ability to choose, and he loves us enough to do such. There's nothing you can't do that you can't set your mind to do and everything else will follow. I promise the hurdles in your life are a mental game. The, 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 the goals you want to reach, it's all mindset. Life is not as hard as we make it. Remember, life is the great illusion in one respect where, you know, the, what does it say? The, the, the enemy goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I liken it to the mouse in front of the flashlight in the alleyway, but against the building he looks like a giant dragon. But he's a mouse all along. Your problems are mice. They've just been amplified through, a, through, through the wrong light. I hope this podcast is motivating to you, <laughs> to use the word. I hope this podcast burns in your mind resoluteness so that you act and then all these crazy things in your business and your personal health and your life and family and marriage and all these things, they just don't, they just don't become something that you have to fight to do. It's something that you can't wait to conquer. See you guys in the next podcast. Don't forget to um, follow me on social media at Gabriel. Dot Sedlak on Instagram, and of course Gabriel Sedlak in um, on Facebook. Uh, the book I wrote, "Cut It Out: Getting Your Head Straight in Network Marketing." For those of you in the direct sales industry, it's a tremendous book that will help in all of this mental stuff to ground you properly. I promise you're going to find it um, refreshingly sober, <laughs> a lot of candor, and I'll see you guys all on the next podcast. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Network Podcast. I really hope this message was timely and just what you needed to hear. Don't forget to subscribe to hear the latest episodes. And if you work for yourself in a home-based business or are thinking about joining one, then be sure to pick up a copy of my latest book, Cut It Out, Available at GabrielSedlak.com and on Amazon. Until the next time.